We now have intro music. Check it out. Last thing is not as possible. Ah. 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 Um, or it could be actually about coffee. You never know. Um, we might get in some coffee today. We might not. I mean, I feel like light, 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 well, light and lightning struck me today. Yeah. I am caffeinated to I the max. I'm jacked. I'm pretty jacked. Um, we have a wide selection of options this morning. So really Charles, awesome. Charles has his dog Loop here. Uh, we yeah. started an episode earlier that she peed on the rug. She's peeing on the rug. Really, and that rug really ties the room together. It does. Uh, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's embracing her inner dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Luke, you better not lick my skin or you too will be caffeinated. Yeah. So guys, I want to talk about meatloaf for a second. All right. Meatloaf. So meatloaf just passed away. He obviously well-known singer, actor. He was really good at Fight Club. Um, he died. Do we know what he died of? Well, yes, he definitely died due to complications uh, from COVID-19. Okay, and I, we we're talking earlier that he was like a stated anti-vaccine guy or was he anti-vaccine mandated? Um, I'm not really sure in general or with, with specifics to this virus, but he was very famously quoted sometime in the last two to three months of saying, hey, if I die, I die, but at least I won't go out being a controlled man. Yeah. So, and this is interesting, right? Like, so we're getting to this point now where like, there's this question of has everyone that's willing to get a vaccine gotten the vaccine within this country, right? Like that's the question. I think that's pretty close. Yeah. Are we? We're we're right at seventy percent. Something like that. Something yeah, right around seventy percent. Yeah, we're definitely over more than half half of the population of the country has gotten it. Yeah. So then the next point of discussion after that is mandates. Right? Well, here's here's where we still are though. Um, we are still, and especially here in Atlanta. Um, our most uh, notable trauma hospital, Grady Memorial Hospital, is still um, without any free beds in, in, the, in the ICU, which means um, if you wreck your motorcycle on uh, the connector, which is where the intersection of I-85 and I-75, where they come together, um, you better hope that you don't yeah. die like in the ambulance. Well, if you die in the ambulance, you're not going, well, you might not go to Grady anyway, but you just better hope that you can like wait it out a couple of hours for a bed to, to, to clear up. So while we are in a place where a good chunk of the population has protected themselves, um, there's still that chunk left that hasn't and the hospitals still have not caught up. Yeah. I also keep hearing that a lot of hospitals are short-staffed because people are calling out sick. Right. And there's just not really like a secondary yeah. tier of mm, staff to come yeah. follow. But I think the question really comes down to like, okay, so if, if the if we're trying to salvage the hospital workload, right, is mandating vaccines the way to salvage that? And I think it's obvious to say that like mandating vaccines comes with a huge public cost, right? There's lots of people who will fight that tooth in there. Yeah. So, but that's an interesting point that you bring up because um, 
20, 30 some odd years ago, I know as an elementary school student, it was required of me to get um, a, 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 you know, a, a, a list of probably four or five vaccines, you know, chicken, chicken pox, measles, you know, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think I got a polio vaccine, but I may have. Um, but so, you know, certainly our society has changed. I, hesi I hesitate to say evolved. In some ways, it's devolved. Um, so applying the thinking of, well, nobody used to have a problem with it then is a little flawed, although I think it's relevant. I think it's still relevant. But even saying nobody had a problem with it then, the reality is, is that was still a choice. You could choose to homeschool. Yeah. You could choose to go find a school that would not require you to have all of those vaccines, which would not be public schools, obviously. It would not be state-run schools. It would be something private or whatever. So the and that's where I think we start splitting the difference between like what does a mandate really mean? Is that sort of like public existence requirement, or is it um, just what we're starting to see in places like New York City, where you can't go inside almost anywhere without yeah. showing proof of vaccine? Um, and that's not really a mandate as such, I, I would say, unless you guys see that differently. Um, no, I don't think it fits the the, the true require the true definition. Um, I think we're, I mean, is that, is that state, the state of New York or is that New York city? I think it's New York city. I don't okay. think it's state of New York, but it might be state of New York because that's like the whole thing with Kyrie Irving. Uh -huh. like he can't play for the Nets when they're at home right? Yeah. because of the mandates yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I just don't think that getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine, being defined about getting the vaccine, which is a public health issue, yeah. is the hill to literally die on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, so, it's crazy. But so let's, let, let's go back to this whole thing about, um, about hot This episode brought to you by Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had a hell too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let, let's go back to the issue of hospitals being full of, um, of people who uh, were not vaccinated and now are, are deathly ill from COVID. Um, so um, if, if we are to say, all right, fine, we're not going to institute uh, um, vaccine mandates in, in the era of this new virus that is you know, fairly still new to the population, um, can, can people on the back end of that choice, such as hospitals, that refuse to accommodate you because of your choice. Sure. Um, which I think is, is, is a more interesting, uh, subject. And, and, and I, you know, I personally would say, but I would say yes. Although if you think about, you know, the Hippocratic oath, yeah. um, I think, I think that that can't be what happens. Yeah, as people, everyone yeah. deserves access to healthcare. Yeah. But I do think another way to flip that around would be to say like, maybe health insurance providers do not provide coverage for people that don't get the vaccine. Yeah. They have COVID related complications. Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's totally up to them if they want to do that too, because it's a private company. And unfortunately you profit on health of humans yeah. at a really great rate. So for somebody to say, we, you know, there's what pre-existing conditions or whatever part of that could be, you're not vaccinated. So we're not going to cover you and you're going to get the people like the kook who, you know, represents was it district 14 here in the state of Georgia. Her name rhymes with Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh yeah, um, you know. So you <laughs> know, you're, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have those people say, "Oh, it's my right." It's like, no, guess what? This is a private company doing what they want to do. Well, or yeah. conversely, you just get charged a massively higher premium. 
yeah. versus being denied coverage. And I think that's that's also I, I think that's really probably what most companies would do because denying coverage um, for you know for like I guess in some sense being unvaccinated would be a pre-existing condition. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's not how capitalism works, right? It doesn't yeah. shut down the opportunity to make money from you. It just, it just more money. Off. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I, you know, it's 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 strange, man, because I think we all, you know, obviously we're all vaccinated and boosted, right? Always. Yeah. yeah. So I think we all pretty much agree that this is a good way to go in terms of getting out of the predicament we find ourselves in, and also for your personal health and such. Um, but at the same time, like I think we are entering this world where like it's far less cut and dry and far less black and white. It's starting to get more nuanced, right? So you have to have these more nuanced conversations. Which unfortunately are really hard to find out more because of people like Marjorie and the other team um, out there trying to make it about these simplistic A B you know, dyad questions, you know. Well, for people like them, it's everything louder than everything else, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That was yeah. a meatloaf song. Come yes. on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. So uh, um, that Ethiopian is pretty nice. What do you know about that, Brian? Um Oh my God, I forgot the name. By the way, that's coffee for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good coffee. <laughs> Speaking of meatloaf, uh, this coffee that we had this morning, the second pot, um, oh my God, I picked it up at Fresh Market in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina last week. Uh, do you remember the name of it? Beautiful bag, beautiful artwork. Um, we'll, we'll bring that to you. They're actually sponsoring this episode with meatloaf. So. Um, I, we'll, we'll tell you the name of it later, but it's actually a light roast, which is very easy drinking. Yeah. Um, it was just nice, well-balanced, yeah. nice and clean. Yeah. Did not, for, for Ethiopian, was not heavy on any, any fruit notes. Yeah. Um, it also wasn't like that tea kind of quality. Yes. Yeah. It's a different yeah. kind of bag. It was more of a full body situation. Mm-hmm. Even as light roast. Yeah. And again, we started the day off um, with some espresso. Then we went to the first pot, which is some stuff that you brought up from New Orleans yesterday. What was it, Guatemala? Exile Roaster, yes. Uh, no, it was Peruvian. It was it Peruvian? Yeah, yeah, Peruvian. By the way, so Exile is the roaster. Um, we're also Jack. We're speaking very quickly. <laughs> Micro machines. <laughs> <laughs> Exile is based out of New Orleans. Great roaster from there. Had a handful of things, offerings from them. They've all been very, very, very good. Um, and that was definitely very much in that same uh, pod, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And I mean, again, it's, we're in the early afternoon and we probably had that two hours ago, but guess what? It just won't quit. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, off the Bad Out of Hell 2 record, 1993. Boom. Which, was that 1993? Was that Bad Out of Hell 2? Yeah. So we're almost at the 30th anniversary? Yeah, oh, he didn't make it. Oh, oh. It was 74. That's a pretty good life. And it's not like he was a healthy looking. No, he was always a pretty I mean, guy. He was yeah, a heavy guy. I don't. I never understood. And I'm, I was looked at his discography earlier. I mean, he put out a lot of music. Yeah. I mean, I think Bad Out of Hell one came out in the seventy seven, yeah. something like that. I mean, I, I but, think, but let me. But my question, my question with all this massive discography, how is that guy popular? Because coming into right, Rocky Horror Picture Show, well, that's definitely yeah, but that's his actor side. Yeah, yeah but still. But okay, before. Before 1993 came out with Bad Out of Hell 2, and I would do anything for love. That's this operatic, yeah. crazy video. I mean, it's like November Rain, right? Yeah. yeah. Before that, what, what name a song of his? Paradise okay. by the Dashboard Lights. Okay, yeah. well, you got it. I, mean, I don't know that song. But, <laughs> but, but also, yeah. I mean, like, 
gonna think about that time. You've heard it. I guarantee you've heard it. There was this was like grandiose rock and roll era anyway. Yeah. Like Journey and Sticks, Sticks and Queen, uh, Queen. Oh, yeah. Queen. That yeah. was definitely of that time period for sure. Yeah. Um, and I know you know a lot of that kind of rock is still very big in Europe. And so yeah. I know he lived toward Europe. Like, like Dream Theater and yeah. What, what's the other one that's like super operatic? Um, Dream Theater is pretty proggy too. True, but not in what I would call enjoyable personally. Do you think Meatloaf drank coffee? He strikes me as a green tea guy. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. For some reason, I look at him like sleeping late. He wakes up like, holy crap! I think I missed lobby call, and he jams into Nespresso's. You know, <laughs> from because every hotel in Europe has those Nespresso machines. Yeah. And there's usually three pods, and then the one that you could throw out the window because it's decaffeinated. Wouldn't it be amazing if he was really into them? Because that's coffee. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. looking more and more like a like a. I, I mean, he. I don't know. In my, he looks to me like a, a coffee drinker, but maybe not. He's like the McCafe can. Yeah. And he probably also he also keeps the empty cans. I, you know what? You know, <laughs> I, I I'll bet he's a coffee drinker because, like many of those people in the late seventies, early eighties, I think he was also really into cocaine. Um, yeah, so that was like know. 80s coffee, though. Yeah, well, right, yeah, yeah exactly. Some nose beers, yeah, so you know, um, it's funny though, you know, we, they, like to go back to that whole like operatic rock thing, it's funny how that kind of has like recurrence every once in a while. Like that last that punk record, the Rate of Access Memories, like that was like a recurrence of that operatic rock style, and like the big selling point for that album was like both how poppy it was, but like. They spent so much money making it. Oh, everything okay. they talked about in the press was like, yeah, they spent all their own money, millions of dollars to make this record. Because that's what records like this used to cost Boston, Journey. That's yeah. what it cost to make these records. It's yeah. Like, Is that why we should be excited about this? Like, so strange. Yeah, the Titanic, right? The yeah. movie they spent three hundred some odd million dollars. Yeah, it's so weird. That's like such a capitalistic approach, right? It's like praise the cost of it rather than like the I mean a lot of there's a lot of music that's like that right now it's like it's just gaudy 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 yeah. you know the, the whole like look at the Kardashians it's so, just gaudy like how much money can they spend how much does her pants cost you know just, yeah and honestly even like the Kanye Jay-Z watch the throne record yeah. like that whole album is about like how or they call it luxury rap you know what I mean wow. it's like the whole are, point. They're, are they drippy would you call them there? Would you say they were drippy? Drippy. I guess. Yeah. Huh. Did I just make a new word? I like, think you did, yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a thing that already exists. No, I'm just I'm identifying it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just verbed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You just got verbed, huh. yay, or whatever your real name is. So another another point of discussion for today is the downright free-for-all of cryptocurrency. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's tanking. So I'm just buying more. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because at the same time, I find myself like questioning, like, am I just throwing money or wood onto a burner? Yeah, I mean, going back, I mean, it's drippy. Yeah. It's totally drippy. <laughs> so I mean, that's the thing is, I'm, I'm actually leaving today. We we're talking about going to, um, to a audiophile high end uh, record player, and audio store or two, and uh, I'm gonna actually while we're out, let's go get a, I'm gonna pawn my car title. So I can just buy some NFTs later today. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Put it all in NFTs. I did pick up a little more uh, Ethereum and uh, immediately stake it to yeah. two. Because um, I, again, um, as I've told you guys before, I do not, I'm not interested in, nor do I want to like 
get into the minutia of trading a lot. Yeah. Um, and so for me, immediately staking to to two when I can't trade it for whatever the hell the platform is finished yeah. is an attractive idea because it's set it and forget it. Okay. Um, and so uh, I, I actually, as soon as we were talking about that earlier in the kitchen, um, it wasn't much. I just threw like $200 in. It was like, yeah, okay, here we go. Um, but, you know, um, nope. You guys are way more schooled into this world than I am. I am very curious because I think on average, at least the big boys, let's just talk, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum. I don't think anyone is less um, sure than they were about the future of the use of these currencies. Um, so what is it that is that is driving down? Is it is it um, is it that other people's um, more traditional holdings like first like the Dow is tanking right now, too? So if people are losing money everywhere, um, are they, um, you know, are, are, are they are they selling out um, crypto because, it, you know, it's it's something that is still down the road and it's speculative. So people are going, well, I, I just lost this much money in the stock market. I got to, you know, I have this other stash over here in this um, theoretical pile that is now losing its you know like is that why people are pulling out or like I what? Think it's a mixture of a bunch of different things yeah you know you've got i mean you know don't want to get too far into this but you're we're maybe on the brink of another world war no we're not with russia no, ukraine china's already said we got your back you know what did they say you got, you got your back i just made that part up <laughs> um and but but also the interest rate you know the the, the feds are nodding at an interest rate spike yeah which with Low interest rate. You put people are putting their money in other places, but now it's like, oh, do I do this or not? But um, you know, I mean, you might, you know, you might even say like, you know, people, especially people who aren't versed in this and maybe took a plunge into it. Like a lot of people are day trading on Robinhood and stuff yeah, like that. But now people are kind of scared because they're losing a little bit, bit yeah. of money. So you might say, life's a lemon. I want my money back. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> not another one in. Oh. So. so. With the crypto market, like well, I've seen a couple of different instances over the years where all of the crypto out there goes down. Uh, it's rare though. It's usually like more like as, as some go down, they're tracking others that track similarly go down, but others will go up, right? It's like this weird sort of weaving thing. Mm -hmm. But now like the drop, this is the largest drop I've seen, and it is literally across the board. Yeah. I mean, I've seen stuff that I have invested in that dropped like twenty-five percent in the last forty-eight hours. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't, and, and then, like you said, the down market's taking a total absolute beating, right? Yeah. So is the question, do people want to get out of these more speculative type of assets and get into more like hard uh, investment places, places to store their cash? Property. property. Maybe. Property. Yeah. Yeah. Because property um, certainly isn't going down. No, absolutely. Yeah. And no. resources, used, used equipment, yeah. no. materials. And that's that's another subject that I don't, I don't want to get too far into, but... Um, um, one that I have a great disdain for, which is that the, the concept of property investing and the fact that we're going to have two or three conglomerate conglomerate companies owning the rental markets in all of these major cities. You talking about Airbnb and Burbos? No, no, I mean like I mean like companies that companies that have been steadily buying properties um, at you know BlackRock and whatever you know, yeah, um, yeah and and. You know, in many major metropolitan areas in their suburbs, that's what's that's what's 
um, making you know the available property scarce. And so now, um, when you go to buy, you know, you know, it's not um, you know the new family with 1.5 kids that are that are that are that make up um, the housing market. It's 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 investors. Which I, there's something about that that sticks in my craw the wrong way, and I don't know why. So let me let me. This is going to take a second. So let me try to get my arm around this, and I think it's going to fit right back into what yeah. you're saying. So we're talking about New York, the state of New York, and its COVID protocols, right? One of the things that I've seen pretty much across the board is that policing of COVID protocols has basically been pushed to businesses. It's on every business to actually do the policing. Functionally, it's the government pushing that onto businesses, right? I think what, we, what we've seen a lot of, of over the last several years with things like Airbnb and also Uber and all these other things is we're starting to turn individuals into businesses. And the responsibility of those individuals as businesses is being pushed off the larger entity, the Airbnb, the, the Uber, onto the individual to maintain their insurance, maintain their vehicle, and they're just renting it to whatever, right? I look at that and I say to myself, like, this is like a flip of the legal personhood for businesses that was established, when was that, in the 50s or 60s or whatever? Maybe oh, I don't know what that is. It's, so basically, it's like a legal precedent that states that a business has the same rights as an individual. Is that oh, the oh, Citizens yeah, yeah, United yeah. thing? No, that's a voting rights and, uh, and uh, money for... Oh, that's right. Um, Corporations or people. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Corporate personhood basically has put people and corporations on equal footing in terms of what their rights are. But as we know, the resources of a corporation outpace every individual yeah. on earth, except maybe Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, right. right? So in a sense, what I think is happening is now persons, as in you, know, you me, yeah. whomever, are having to operate individually as corporations, right? Yeah. And I don't necessarily know that that's good because I think it, it puts us back into the situation that you're talking about, where now people are looking at themselves as a corporation trying to buy a house, let's say, maybe yeah. renting it, but they're getting bought out by other corporations. Yeah. Having to fight on the grounds of being a corporation rather than the grounds of being a person. Mm. Yeah. I know that that's very, very, very loosey-goosey, but like that was just something that popped in while you were talking about this. It made me kind of wonder, does that really fit together that way? Because you're right, at the end of the day, like if most of the, the stock of housing in this country is owned by, you know, five percent of the people with wealth like that's not right good in the long haul really is no it? it's almost kind of like the diamond industry yeah you know, certain you know few companies that own all the diamonds control the release and quantity that's available yeah, at a certain time yeah, yeah which creates uh scarcity and yeah by yeah, the way did, did, did we forget to did we set the timer or did we Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. That's fine. Yeah. Anchor only allows us 30 minutes, which they're probably going to lose this episode anyway. Uh, we, <laughs> we are not, we're not sponsored by Anchor. Yeah, we're yeah. not sponsored by Anchor, but we are sponsored by Math. And this is episode number 116. There's only like six episodes available because Anchor has lost every one of them. So I'm just kidding. One thing I do want to add it. to the assets thing. Yeah. Even though NFTs aren't like actually a physical thing, uh -huh. is that the closest thing blockchain has to like a hard asset? You know what I mean? Can that yeah. withstand fluctuation of price value because of its inherent limited nature? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It's almost like buying art instead of like yeah. a savings account or something. Cash and savings. Yeah, I mean, yes. So it's as real as video games you may play where you, whether it's an app game mm -hmm. uh, and, you, and you spend $20 to get an extra tube to complete ball sort puzzle, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's, 
you know, another game where you can purchase, uh, maybe you're upgrading your armor or like a weapon. It's as real as that. Sure. You know? And it has a limited nature. It has limited nature. So yeah. someone would find value in that. Yes. Is that different than inherently like a, a Bitcoin, a coin of Ethereum? It depends. Just like the dollar. Dollar's not backed by gold anymore. So sure. We have a, a large number of people around the world have faith in it yeah. or rely on it. And have built all these other things. And have built all these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, in a very simplified way, it's as important and different and tangible as the dollar is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see where this is heading because I think it's pretty obvious that we're moving into an entirely digital system yeah. for transactions. That's pretty obvious. Something like blockchain or you know, the, the elements of blockchain seem obvious as the trajectory for all of this down the road. Mm-hmm. Which... Um, spirals off into a number of issues um, um, slightly related is the fact that m- many many businesses have used COVID as the impetus to shift completely to cashless yeah. um, and the excuse for a lot of them is well it's this liability for us to have all this cash lying around which is there's there's some legitimacy to that but there are people who um, look look at the the class implications of that, um, and then let you know. Then you can spin that off into immigration. You know, um, it, when and if we head in that direction, um, it's going to be a lot harder to exist um, in this country, whether or not you are a legal citizen. And and you know, I am someone who doesn't really care if you are or not. You know, but I was hoping you were to say your citizenship is is dubious. Um, you can, know, can we NFT somebody's citizenship? That would be great. Yeah. Um, but can I sell well, part of my citizenship? But, but yeah, I mean, like, um, I, I'm wondering what what um, what the implications are. Um, you know, are we? Surely there will be workarounds, but like, are we going to see a spike in homelessness? Are we going to see a spike? You know, I just I, the, the idea that um, there is not something physical to exchange anymore. Um, I think. Is certainly real, um, but you know uh, how many people are going to be "quote unquote" left behind? You know, yeah. what was that? There was a, that wasn't that a, a TV series for a while? Yeah, yeah. Left behind. Yeah. Well, but it's interesting that you say that because I think that this is exactly the point that comes up every time something about Web three and, and the, this mm-hmm. move towards uh, digital transactions comes up. I mean, Tony literally uses exact same words last night yeah. when we were talking about it, and I think it's one of those things where it does seem very easy to see how someone can get left behind in this yeah. transition. And it's moving very fast. It seems very complicated. So the real question is gonna be at, like, at what point does the honoring for this stuff become a little easier for a broader spectrum of people? And will it allow for broader class access? Well, think about this. Um, currently, I have uh, my I have a Coinbase account that is, um, that is linked to my traditional bank account. Um, and then there are all these privacy uh, controls and, and, and safeguards. Um, but at some point, I suppose there will be a way to um, to not involve you know the use of a traditional bank. And maybe there already is. For example, um, you see in gas stations, um, Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah, totally. So will it? You know, does you know does does Coinbase currently allow you to? Um, deposit money um, or, or to or to buy and trade 
um, without having your account linked to a traditional bank account? I so think the I answer think, is no. Is well, it yes? I think the question is, so the question is, how can you convert fiat currency into digital currency that you can then use in whether it's Coinbase, yeah. whatever the ecosystem is, to at least establish to at least establish a baseline, you know, you know, to where if 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 at a certain point, um, you know, paper money is you know, and coins or actual coins, uh, the ones you hold in your hand, uh, are going to get phased out at a certain point. Every you know, it, you know, it's like uh, upgrading to the next operating platform. It's like you know, are, w w there there there's going to have to be a new operating system. And there's going to have to be a, a transfer process. Dude, it's um, almost like what we need is like an ATM in reverse, like kiosks all over the country that like anyone with a phone can walk up to, put their phone on the kiosk, and then and, and put money in the machine that is stored securely, and then converts that into a digital currency yeah, yeah, yeah. that goes on your phone. Yeah, and then eliminate the bank transaction from that point forward. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, have you? I know Trey. I've I've shared this with you, but have I told you about the recent thing I'm collecting these days? is actually uh, scarce coins and stuff from failed countries and like, or like fake countries like, uh, what was that one, C? Monrovia? Like Minerva, yeah, stuff Minerva. like this. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I've like, actually got a couple coins. There's a principality in Italy that's been claiming independence for 500 years, and I just got one of theirs. Um, but I just got one that's really funny, and there's a funny story behind it that ties to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to share it with you guys right after this commercial break.